Welcome to Teaching La Vida Loca, a podcast for world language teachers seeking inspiration, unapologetic authenticity, and guidance in centering joy and facilitating language acquisition for the people who matter most, our students. I'm your host, Annabelle, most people call me La Maestra Loca, and I'm an educator just like you, and inspiring teachers is what I do. Hey there, and welcome to episode 19 of Teaching La Vida Loca. I'm super excited about this episode, and it wasn't one that I had planned out. I've tried to map out the next couple months worth of podcasts, and I'm realizing maybe that's a bad idea because I get inspired to share something, and then I pull y'all on Instagram, and people are like, yes, do this and do it now. So this is inspired by a story I shared last week on my Instagram um, because I was recording my sub plans and talking to people about how I do that and then said, would you like to learn more about this? So this is the result of that conversation. Let's start with the obvious, and that is that sub plans suck. I hate them. I hate them with all of my being. It is almost better to just go into the freaking building and be present when you're not feeling well because subplans are the worst. So now that we've got that out, I was unexpectedly out of work last week. I was really sick in the middle of one of my classes, had to go home, and then later that evening after resting for a while, I woke up, realized there was no way I was going to be able to attend school the next day, and immediately went to thinking about how awful it was that I was going to have to write subplans. Then I remembered that a couple years ago, I started rethinking this process altogether, and I decided that I would record my subplans instead because I knew that my classroom has a computer already hooked up to the Prometheum board. It would be easy peasy for somebody to log in and click on a link um, to a pre-recorded video from me. And it would be much easier for me to record that video than sit up and try and type these plans and hope and pray that printers were working at school the next day. Which, by the way, I wouldn't be there to print. A colleague would have to do it or an admin that does, doesn't have time, and then they'd end up doing something else anyways, and I'm just not spending the time. I'm not dealing with paper copies. I'm not dealing with having somebody else do it for me. So when I have the time to record and I'm feeling well enough to record, that is what I do now. And these recordings look like an actual lesson. It feels like an actual lesson to kids. I've received incredible feedback from administration, from the substitutes themselves, and from students about doing this process. Uh, I started this a few years ago with middle schoolers, um, and I did it the other day with elementary, and (laughs) students were like, this is amazing! You felt like you were there teaching us, and that's the feedback I get consistently from substitutes and from admin is that the classroom management is phenomenal and so easy on a sum because kids feel like I am there. One thing I will say that was easier in a way with elementary um, is that they were able to play one video for the whole class. I do prefer it that way. When I had middle school, oftentimes they would say, hey, can you just record one video and then just like that, but then kids will watch it on their individual Chromebooks. I think that's okay, but I think that that, uh, if you know that in advance, you would record it a little bit differently, knowing that kids are individually watching a video. 
Um, and if you have the option of them doing something individually on Chromebooks, then I don't think you even need to go the video route. Like, go a senior woolly route. Or if you're um, a French teacher, then have assign them videos by Alice Ayel um, on YouTube. Or you could also use Dreaming in Spanish, um, their YouTube, and have students watch videos and I think there's a million ways to get around that if you actually have students have access to individual Chromebooks. But if you're going this way of recording your subplans, I want to talk to you about exactly what that looks like and sounds like for me. First and foremost, when I'm recording for the whole group, I like to explain why I'm out because oftentimes when I'm doing this, it's because I'm sick or because my kid is sick and I'm just explaining, hey, I'm really sorry I'm not there. You know, just a quick explanation in English, especially because I'm teaching lower levels. Quick explanation for why I'm not there. And then I say, okay, thank you um, to whoever is covering for me today. Please remember to keep treat them with respect. They will be letting me know which class does best for them, and that class will get a bonus 50 points towards their class point fiesta points. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, I'll link a blog about that management system because it's my favorite. Um, so that's a huge incentive for them. If they know that their class could get a bonus 50 points if they do their best, then that's a huge win. Um, next, I go through our classroom norms, which is something I'm doing every day at the beginning of the year anyways. Um, these are norms that they created. You can listen to a podcast or read a blog on that that's linked in the show notes if you want to do that with your students. But I remind them of what those norms are because I really want them following those norms even though I'm not there. I present them with the agenda for the day and let them know that they'll be doing a task by themselves after the video is finished. And then we go from there and I um, jump into the actual lesson. I have my SEL check-in like always. They tell me how they're feeling. They basically tell the sub how they're feeling um, using the meme that's posted on the screen. Um, when I'm recording myself, I'm also recording my slides. I like to use Loom to do this. Um, I've also used mm-hmm and recorded it on Zoom to upload to YouTube, but that process takes longer. For me, since I was sick this time, it felt better just to record it on Loom and to send, um, the Loom link or a tiny URL version of the Loom link to the substitute and to my administration to be able to use. Um, but you can record however you want. I just strongly advise using your slides. Um, <clears throat> and then you go into your lesson. So I've done this before with a clip chat where I've literally gone through a clip chat and paused the video, talked about it, asked them to answer yes or no questions, and ask them, treat it as if I am teaching them. When you know there's things like there's going to be kids calling out instead of waiting to answer questions because I have built-in wait time. Like if I say, clase, ¿cómo se dice pájaro en inglés? Uno, dos, tres. And then I'll say, ooh, some of you answered too early. Wait until that three. If you know that there's going to be kids answering early, say it. Oh, don't answer early. Those moments are magical. Those are the moments that I have students, substitutes, and administration commenting on. Like, it's amazing. When you say we're going to get up to do a brain break and you say, wait, not yet. Wait until I say go. Three of the students were already standing and they were like shocked that you knew that even though you weren't there and this was a recording. I'm like, I am a teacher and I know <laughs> my students and I know when they're going to do things. So I, while I'm recording, if I say something that I know it's going to cause 
some of my uh, more ready kids or my bigger personalities to do something, I'm going to make a comment on it and say, wait, don't get up yet. I didn't say go. I build in brain breaks to the lesson. I, I'll do a regular clip chat. The other day, I introed all of my classroom jobs. And then after I introed all of my classroom jobs with brain breaks sprinkled in, I said, okay, class A, now you're going to vote on what jobs you want to do. They could do this on a Google form. Um, since my students didn't have computers, I told them to get out a piece of paper. They know where the paper is. They know where the pencils are. They know the classroom job people who pass those out. I reminded them of all those things. And I said, when I say go, um, the classroom job helpers are gonna pass out the papers and they're gonna pass out the pencils because that's one classroom job we already had in place. And uh, you're going to write down your top three jobs and you're going to tell me why you think you would be good at that job. You can do this by writing why you think you would be good at it, or you can draw me a picture, which I think is really important because I don't have, um, all of my students aren't able to write at that capacity, so it's important that they're able to draw me a picture of why they think they would be excellent at um, caring for our unicorns, or why they think they'd be excellent as class ambassador. Um, so I, usually have some sort of activity built in where they're going to do something on paper. Um, but again, because I don't want any printing involved, the paper is usually like, okay, grab your piece of paper next to the number two. You already answered number number one. Question number two is, ¿Cuál es tu helado favorito? Because we're doing in the middle of this random clip chat. There's a person eating ice cream. I'm going to pause and do personalization even though I'm not there. And I'm going to say, Clase, ¿cuál es tu favorito? So I'm using all of the skills I learned as a virtual teacher with my word wall background. I'm asking them questions. I'm building in the personalization. I'm checking for comprehension. I'm treating it as a regular lesson just with me recording it in advance. I'm asking those comprehension questions. I'm giving them think time. I'm building in the brain breaks. I'm even saying, you know, if you didn't have enough time to read that back to me, go ahead and pause me now. And then they're doing a choral read while the substitute or a classroom leader that I choose is going up and pointing to the words as they read chorally. It's an amazing system. It really, really is totally transforming the way that I do subplans and if it takes me a half hour to record a video and then I know that for the last 15 minutes they're doing a coloring page that I've already included in my classroom or that's already there or they're finishing the rest of the assignment that I told them to do or whatever if I'm recording for 30 minutes that's so much easier than spending sometimes an hour or more creating worksheets Printing off these crazy plans, it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't. It doesn't make sense time-wise, uh, emotion-wise. Like, I cannot, I can't do subplans. And I know you can't either. I know it's so frustrating. If this feels like a viable opportunity for you to change, I encourage you to give it a try. Also, if you're recording those individuals, record an individual. You could totally do that. And then build it into a Google form. Have students do a Google form that you post to Google Classroom. That's an awesome option. Um, I think there's lots of different ways you could do this. Another subplan hack that I just want to share with you that you may or may not already do is have a subplan binder 
that's already printed. A subplan binder includes just day-to-day -day stuff that they're going to need to know, your schedule, if you're an elementary teacher, where you pick kids up from, where you drop them off at, or who and what time is picking, where, where, where they're picking up kids from you, who is picking up the kids, etc. The subplan binder also includes rosters. It also includes a way for, student, uh, for the substitute to leave you feedback on your classes. Your subplan binder can also include important contact information for the culture team members. You might need a text if um, you have a major classroom management issue. Uh, basically, it's all the information that is going to be reoccurring, whether you're out for an emergency or a planned absence. And then you just have an extra tab in that binder where you put that day's lesson. It's an amazing system. It makes it super easy for you. It makes it so you don't have to reprint those things every time. They're already there. And then the one pager can just be added. And what's beautiful if you're doing this recording is you can literally just say, follow this bit.ly link or this tiny URL to watch the classroom video and watch a video of me guiding the class. All you have to do is supervise. Subs will thank you, students will thank you, and you'll be amazed at how, how much better the sub report is just because students feel like you're there. Also, students will say things like, kind of sucked because sub days are always nice, we can always kind of do what we want to do. And it's like, mm, no, actually you couldn't, could you? <laughs> so my middle schoolers sometimes sassed me about leaving those videos. But I always found them wildly successful, and I think that you will too. And that's all I have for you today. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope that it helps you rethink your own sub plans. I will link any relevant um, resources in the show notes, and I look forward to talking to you next time. If this was useful to you, do me a favor and share it with somebody. Or if you have extra time, could you go ahead and write me a review on Spotify or, or Apple Podcasts or Google, wherever you're listening? It really helps me um, more than you know, and I'm really grateful. I went um, through some of the reviews the other day, and it really made me smile and also just reminds me that recording these is totally worth it. So send it to somebody, spread it around, make sure people who need it can hear it, and also take a second to leave me a review if you have some time. It would really make my day. I appreciate you, and until next time, I'll be teaching La Vida Loca, and I'm sure you will be too. Take care, teacher.